Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. Good afternoon, 2X comrades. Bill Kasky back at the 2X Podcast. Hey, before we get going today, I've got uh, kind of an interesting approach that I want to take today. Uh, But I want to tell you about a brand new free training that I just put online. It's called From Principles to Profit. And it's taking three of the 10 principles that are part of our 2X program and breaking them down, exposing a little bit more and expanding them, and uh, also giving you some mechanical things to work on. So it's a three-part video series. It's totally free. From Principles to Profit, go to BillKasky.com, and right at the very top of the page, you'll see that. Sign up for it. Uh, we're going to be changing that. We're going to be every you know 90 days or so bringing you something else that's free. And then if you want to participate in our 2X group that we open up occasionally, we're going to be opening it up soon, you'll get access to that, too, if you sign up for the uh, free training. Okay. Here is the quest today. When someone calls me and says, hey, uh, I I think I might want to bring you in to work with my team, and that's probably 75% of my days are spent with sales teams from 10 to 50 people. Sometimes it's one-to-one coaching. Sometimes it's small group coaching. Sometimes it's quarterly events. I mean, it really does depend on couple things. Number one, what you want to accomplish, what size your team is, and how fast you want that team to grow. But there are always questions that I ask up front, and I thought that I would share those with you today. And I don't know if this is revealing too much. I I don't think it is. But if you can use these questions, and, and it's not always the questions that are the are the biggest issue, it's the answers to the questions. And so that's where you probably need someone else next to you that's kind of walking you through these things. So, uh, and you'll see what I mean as we go through these. But there are 10 questions, and I want to share those with you today and give you a sentence or two after each one of A, why I ask it, and B, what the value of it is if you answer these. So I would suggest any coach that you hire. One-to-one group coach should be asking these questions. And if you don't hire a coach, if you're going to give it a go on your own, then these are the questions you need to be asking yourself. And they're tougher when you ask yourself because you won't hold your feet to the fire and hold yourself accountable for answering them truthfully if it's just you. I know that. I do it too. But you kind of need somebody across the table from you looking into your eyes and, and challenging some of these questions. So here we go. The first question that I ask people when I start working with them, again, CEO, VP of sales, sales leader, and I don't care whether it's coaching, it doesn't matter. This question is, is a must ask, and it's a must ask for you right now. What do you want? Sounds simple. It's not. And the reason it's not is because at some point, you have to build a bridge from question number two, which I will give you in just a second, to question number one. And I start with, where do you want to go rather than where are you now, which is a giveaway, that's question number two, because I want to start that process of getting people thinking about what's the future for you? What does it look like specifically? Not just, I want to make more, I want to make 20% more in five years. No, 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 no. I want to know specifically, what do you want for your life or for your business life? Number two, where are you now? And again, this is all part of understanding what kind of bridge are we going to build from today to the future. And if you can't tell me truthfully where you are today, good, bad, and ugly, 
uh, then it becomes hard to build a, a path forward to somewhere if we're not sure where we're going to anchor it. So question number one, what do you want? Question number two, where are you right now? Here's another one. Number three, what is your income arc? What is your income arc means? Give me the last four or five years of your income and plot that out. Tell me what it's done. Is it trending upward? Is it flat? Is it trending downward? And I make no judgment about this. I mean, sometimes people's income trends downward for a few years and they catch themselves and then it shoots up. So if you just take four or five years and look at the graph, I don't think that tells you much. It does tell you the trend, though. And if you say, well, I want to generate, uh, I want to go from 100000 a year bill to $200,000 a year, if this is an individual individual income and they're a sales performer, well, to go from 100000 to 200000 it's you know, it's, it's, it's not that hard, but it's, it takes some work. But if, they're, if they have constantly been in the $100,000 range for the last five years, or it's even gone down, then what's going to trigger a large upward spiral? or a large upward motion. So I want to know what the arc is. And the arc will determine what you need to do or how what you need to change if you're going to make a massive change in your output uh, going forward. Number four, where in the sales or leadership process do you get stuck? And I say both of these because I'm implying here that I work with a lot of VPs of sales and sales managers, and there's a sales process or a leadership process just like there's a sales process, and there's being stuck just in both. So where do you get stuck? What's not working for you? Make a list of those things. Don't be bashful or ashamed of it. I mean, it's just, geez, how many times do we get stuck in things? And sometimes it's just a matter of identifying it and embracing it and saying, you know what? I'm stuck here. Sometimes that notion itself starts to free you up to allow your brain to come up with ideas on how to get unstuck. So where do you get stuck right now? Make a list, inventory, and you can even put a sentence or two underneath each one. Like, let's say in the sales process, you get stuck uh, in the 11th hour when the prospect doesn't want to pay your price. Well, ex- explain that to me. Describe it. What happens? Is it, is it truly in the last second? Do you not talk about pricing up front? Is that the first time they see the price is when you come in and propose, and that's when they get sticker shock and, and uh, flail away in the corner? Is that what happens? Because by describing it, you start to describe the solution to it. And I get into that a lot more, but uh, that's just uh, a fact of a fact of assessment is when you start to describe the problem, you also describe the solution. Number five, when do you feel fear or pressure? And my, my uh, secondary question there, part B, is when do you feel little? When do you feel like everyone around you is big and strong and, and sometimes even intimidating. I was interviewing a candidate for a position about two weeks ago, and she was a 20, I'd say 27-year-old uh, young lady and very polished, very professional. But after the first interview, I, I, felt, I felt intimidated in a way. And I'm uh, 6 five, 60 years old, a rather large person. I mean, I'm not, not overweight so much, a little bit, but... Uh, but from a physical standpoint, she was diminutive, is that the word? And I was large, and, but there's something about her, her act and her shtick and her vibe that was kind of intimidating. 
And so the second time I met with her, I said, does anybody ever tell you that you intimidate them? And she just started la- kind of a nervous laughter and looked down and said, yes, I've had that. I've had people tell me that a lot. And I said, well, it has nothing to do with the physical. It has to do with it, it has to do with you giving off this vibe of being better than everybody else. And it makes other people feel little. And she kind of shook her head and said, yes, I know I do that. And she, she was very, very thoughtful about it. She says, yes, I know I do that. Well, sometimes what happens is when we feel little, what do we do to cope? Well, we take on a persona that makes other people feel little. So for you, when do you feel little, either around people or around prospects? Uh, I used to feel small when I went in to talk to CEOs because I felt like, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a sales trainer, just a sales coach. I felt small talking to a CEO of a $40 million business. What I realized after a few years of doing that and feeling that way, I realized that they were in a hell of a lot more pain than I was trying to, trying to manage and build a $40 million business and all the people headaches and all the systems and process and legal and that, that, that. So... At, at some point, I said, well, these are human beings who need help. I can either feel small and not help them and not go call on them, or I can be a big boy and be a man and go call on them and find out what their issues are and see if I can bring any solutions to the table to help. So what is that for you? When do you feel fear, pressure, little? Identify it. Number six, this is a big one, and this is really hard to answer, and, and uh But I'm going to give it to you because it's a very important question for you, no matter where you are in life. What is a hidden talent that is being un or underused by you today? Un or underused by you today. So an example of that is a a CPA or an engineer who's a people person. They've always been great people, people, people. They've always been good socially, and they're not socially awkward. They're really calm and kind of the center of attention. And yet all day long, they sit in their fluorescent lit cubicle looking at a screen doing work. And I would say that's an underused talent. If you're good with people, not just are you loud and obnoxious and, and try to be the, the hit of the party. No, I mean, are you really socially good with people? If you are, that's an underused skill if you're sitting in front of a screen all day. So I want you to start thinking about what are some talents, and it doesn't have to be one. It could be several, probably two or three or four, that you have that is either that are either being unused or underused in your business life today. Are you a good writer that hasn't written in 10 years? Are you a good public speaker that hasn't given a public speech in, in years? What are you good at that's being underused? It's extremely important. If you're going to 2X your business and, and reach higher potential, you've got to understand where you have hidden talents. Because if those are going underused, they'll eventually, you know, they'll go away. They'll, they'll atrophy. Number seven, what are your systems for generating results in your world? What are your systems? Not what's your work ethic. I don't want to know work ethic. I mean, at some point, we may want to talk about that. I want to know what are your systems? What's your system for uh, becoming happily married? What's your system for fitness and health? What is your system for generating leads in the market? I want you to think systems 
Because systems are more certain to get you to a 2x result than more work. Let me say that again. Better systems will get you to a 2x result rather than just more work or more hours on the job. What are your systems for the, I don't know, three to five most important areas of your life? Managing your money. What's your system for that? Lead generation should be at the top of your list since uh, this whole this whole podcast and all my courses are about significantly improving your income and your results. Then what is your system for generating leads and new discussions? You got one? If you don't, why not? Have you not thought about it? Do you not want one? Would you rather just be a hostage to the environment of the market? Of course not. Number eight. Where is your biggest opportunity for personal or market growth? Biggest opportunity for personal growth might be something like, uh, you know, I need to get better at organizing my productive life. Uh, Maybe something like I need to feel more attuned to the message that we're delivering to our customers. I need to understand video technology because I'm being asked to do a lot of webinars and I feel like I'm always kind of stumbling through it. Uh, I need to be more skilled, technically skilled at finding the problems my customers have. Maybe that's an assessment, a course on how to assess something. But what are the personal growth opportunities and also market opportunities? Where in the market do you really have potential? And start to identify these things. Start to write them down. Again, this is part of you building your path from where you are now to where you want to be. And if you have a coach alongside you, they should be asking these questions. A lot of coaches don't, though. A lot of coaches just stop with, well, what do you want to do? What are your objectives in the next 90 days? Okay, what's your plan for accomplishing? Okay, let's go to work. I don't think that's enough. I don't think that's thorough enough. Number nine. How much time do you spend planning your month? So you have 22-ish days per month. And those uh, 22 days, let's just say you work eight hours a day. That's 170-some hours. How much time do you spend planning those 170-some hours the month before? I think you, we, I, and believe me, I don't do it every month. I try to. I think I'm getting a little better at it. I think you should spend a half day to a day a month in the month previous planning the next month. And do you have a template for that planning session? You should. That's one of the things that we work on with people is, okay, if you're going to spend three or four hours a month planning the next month, what should that three or four hours look like? Number 10, Where in life did you have a setback that runs in the background today? Where is the B-roll of your life? Something that kind of runs all the time and sometimes it even comes into focus. Like maybe you had a a massive setback. You got fired early when you were in your 20s and you've kind of never forgotten that. Or you, uh, you made some big errors in your business life. Maybe you took advantage of situations. Maybe you did something illegal. Maybe you ended up in prison. I mean, all of our stories have some kind of setback. And usually the setback was caused by, guess who? Us. We are not perfect. We have for, we have created problems, and most of the time we create them for ourselves. But when does that movie play? And does it play all the time, or have you forgiven yourself for it and moved on? I find a lot of people who can't get to the next level have something holding them back, 
and it has something to do with them not forgiving themselves. So what runs in the background for you today? And you'd be surprised as a coach when I start a program with people, I ask that question. Most people have an answer. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what it is. Have you thought about it much? Nope, I haven't thought about it until you ask me. Okay, perfect. Now we're on to something. Okay, um, number 11. Did I say 10? I, I don't know if I said 10, but I've got 12 questions here. Number 11, I've got to move on because we're nearing the end. We're running out of tape. Uh, what is the one skill of the future that you've identified that is essential for you to continue to grow? The skill of the future. What is the skill of the future that you look out to your future, and you should be doing this all the time, and a good coach will help you do that. A good coach is not so much interested in the present. Uh, a good coach is interested in helping you build for the future. And future could be three, four, or five years down the road. But what are the skills or a skill of the future that maybe you don't, you're not very good at right now. I've talked about this before in my business. One of the skills of the future for me is, is on-camera skills. When I first started shooting videos, I, I was terrible. And still today, I sometimes look at the videos that I shoot and say, gee, that just wasn't very good. And other times I look at it and say, man, I've come a long way. So it's, not a, it's never a straight line. But what is a skill of the future? that you know you need to have if you're going to prosper and blossom and 2x and 5x your business and if you have some massive goals like earning a half million or a million dollars a year, chances are there are skills that if you don't figure them out, what they are, they will hold you back. The, the not having those skills will hold you back. Well, I hope this has been helpful. There's a couple more here, but I think uh, we're at a time where you, we should stop. Uh, I want uh, to I wanted to give you these because this is these are some of the questions that I ask when I start coaching people, and we could spend a couple of hours on these questions. But man, when we're done, we have uncovered some really good stuff to work on. And so I would recommend if you have a coach or if you're exploring getting a coach, write these questions down, and, and this could you could take this to a meeting. And if they say, oh, well, I don't ask that questions, go find a coach that does. Because if they're not finding out deeply about you and what you want and where you're going and where you've been and what's stopping you, that's not a good coach. Once again, if you want to sign up for that uh, free video series called From Principles to Profit, where I lay out three principles and talk about how your beliefs have more to do with your income than anything else, go to BillKasky.com. Sign up. I'll see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at bill at billkasky.com or follow him on Twitter at Bill Kasky.